Welcome to Nostalgia Myalgia, a podcast where we review stuff that we liked when we were kids and ask, was that really any good? I'm your host, Erin Rand, and this week I was joined by my friend Courtney to discuss The Boxcart Children, a seemingly infinite series of chapter books designed for six-year-olds. A word in advance, Courtney joined me via Skype, so the audio gets a little bit yucky in the last few minutes. And as always, there are spoilers for this 90-year-old book series. Welcome, Courtney. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Nostalgia Myalgia. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine and dandy. So, today we're going to talk about the Boxcar Children. Um, when was the first time you read the Boxcar Children? Oh my god, I don't, I don't even know. I feel like they were just something that we always had in our house. Because, like, I had two older sisters, so I know that they read them, too. And then, like, I guess it must have been in, like, second grade or something. Because that's when I started reading, like, real chapter books. Yeah. I think I read it in kindergarten. But, like, the first time I remember reading them was in, like, first grade when you're, like, learning how to read. They send you, like, I don't know if your school did this, if it was just my school. They would, like, send you home with a book in a plastic bag. And then you, like, had to go read the book. I've definitely never heard of that. Well, so I remember that they would send us like home with like these books and these plastic bags, and you would like have to read them with your parents or whatever. And I always wanted the boxcar children, but I never got them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just remember our library had like thirty something of these books, and like everybody was reading them. Everybody would be like, "Oh, which boxcar kid book are you reading?" Yeah. Boxcar kid, boxcar children, whatever. <laughs> totally different. So what do you remember liking about the boxcar children? Um, I remember liking that they had, they got to do their own thing, kind of, like, because, you know, like, in the first book, they're, like, living on their own, and that's so cool, like, they're grown-ups, and then, like, in the later ones, their grandpa just kind of lets them do whatever they want. Yeah, I was, like, reading the, the beginning of the second book, and the, he, like, is just like, oh, I'm just going to, like, take you to this island, and you can just, like, hang out on the island. Yeah. It just drops all of these kids off, and he's like, okay, have fun exploring. I'm super rich. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember him being, like, as rich as he was portrayed in the book, but apparently he was very rich. Yeah. No, I remember him having money. Yeah, like, I didn't remember that, like, being a part of the story. It was just, like, he was their grandfather, but we can get to that later. It was definitely, like, my first obsession, though. It was, like, went, like, the Boxcar Children, Harry Potter, Star Wars, Inuyasha, etc. <laughs> but I don't really remember why I liked um, that. I mean, how many of them did you actually read? Like, did you, you didn't read the whole thing. I didn't read, like, I had, like, probably, I don't know, like, at the time there were, like, 50 of them. Now there's, like, 150. But I remember reading a lot of them. Like, more than just, like, the original 13 or whatever. See, I think we had, like, at home, I think we had four or five of them. So I've read those four or five, like, a million times. I don't actually know how many of them I've read other than those. Yeah, no, I remember I had, like, 
I had at our home library at least like 30 of them and then my mom gave them away to my aunt because she like teaches third grade and she never gave them back and I was really upset but I was so obsessed with the boxcar children that our like childhood dog that I had when we got her in second grade she was named Jessie after Jessie from the boxcar children named her Jessie after Jessie instead of watch after watch well she was a girl dog so that's a gender ambiguous name and watch did get his uh get the initial J shaved into him, so. He, was, he had what? He had the letter J shaved into him, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because stupid Benny. <laughs> stupid Benny. I can't stand him. <laughs> He's so annoying. The whole time I was rereading the first one, which is like, Benny, shut up. You're not helping anything or anyone. Nobody cares about your pink so. cup. Yeah, she's so stupid. Did you have a favorite boxcar child? Um, I think when I was younger, I liked Jessie because she was like the mom figure. But now I kind of like Violet because I don't know what she actually does in the books. She's just like there. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. When my when I was young, Violet was totally my favorite. And in, like, one of the books, she learns how to play the violin. And I was like, I'm going to learn how to play the violin so I can be like Violet. But it only lasted for, like, two lessons. Because I wasn't <laughs> very good. And I didn't like to practice. I feel like you really took the boxcar children to another level. Like, your dog is named after <laughs> the boxcar children. <laughs> he, like you took their life lessons very seriously. Oh, yeah. I remember we went to go see, like, a boxcar children play once. What? Yeah, there was, like, a They haven't ever done a movie, right? I think they did an animated movie. Um, I actually wrote a paper about the boxcar children for one of my classes last semester. We had to do, like, a paper <laughs> on the, the publication history of, like, a book. We just, like, had to choose a book. So I chose the boxcar children, and I wrote a whole paper about it. And so, fun fact from my paper, it was published twice. It was published in 1924 initially, but then she, like, changed it around a bunch of times, and then it was published again in 1942. See, that time frame makes a big difference, because it seems very dated now that I'm reading it again. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, my impression was, like, they she used the word queer so many times. Did you notice that? Yes. <laughs> she used it like five there, times. <laughs> there's just so many things throughout that I'm like, oh my gosh, why? Just why? So and like as part of my book report, it was like apparently she decided to only use like six hundred different words in the book so that it was like better for children like who are learning to read. And so the fact that she chose queer as one of those words just makes me laugh. <laughs> Is that actually true, though? Like, if I went through and counted, it yeah. would only be 600 words? Well, apparently, like, she rewrote it so many times, like, between 1924 and 1942, because she was, like, reading it to school children who are, like, learning to read. And so the book is, like, specially formulated by 1942 standards of, like, being good 
for like children who are learning to read. And so, yeah, that's why she chose to only use 600 words. Well, if she thinks that teaching people to read is how they taught Benny how to read in the first book. Oh my gosh. Did you, cause you reread that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't they're understand like, their methods. They were, well, they were like, see, look, the words see and me are different words. Can't you tell? And Benny's like, no, I don't understand how letters work. And then they're like, oh, I know. We'll write it on separate pages. Then he'll get it. Like, what? Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't just teach him the alphabet first. (laughs) Yeah, like that, I mean, that would be the issue, right? Is that he couldn't tell what an S from an M. So start there. Don't write it on a separate page as if that makes a difference. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then they were like, oh, Henry, we taught Benny how to read. It's like, you taught him like two words. Oh, I think he learned like three sentences that used the same like three words. Yeah, that's that's true. You got me there. And apparently Watch could read just as well as he could, so it's not that Yeah, best. maybe Watch is my favorite now. Yeah, for realsies. I mean the dog's always my favorite. So yeah. kinda no contest. In your reread, what was the most striking thing about the boxcar children? I found it super creepy that like the very first chapter of the very first book is talking about how they want to use these children as slaves <laughs> and then give Penny back to adoption or yeah. something. Yeah. Like all all of the parents in these books, all of the adults just are some kind of messed up. Like the doctor who was like, I'm not going to tell their grandfather. Yeah, what that was that about? It, it doesn't make any sense. It was like, oh, yeah, it just seemed like they were having fun. <laughs> what? Until, like, Violet gets, like, malaria or whatever. Yeah, it's just like, she she could have died from that. I don't understand it at all. It's all fun and games till somebody gets malaria. I definitely kind of didn't understand why... I liked it so much as a kid, <laughs> looking back on it, even though, like, I remember being, like, obsessed with it. I was like, I don't know why. This is not, like, very magical. <laughs> yeah, it's not Harry Potter. No, definitely not. My first thought when reading it was, like, oh, my God, these kids are so effing lucky. Like, nothing bad ever happens to them. And even if something really bad happens then the solution was, like, always really easy like, Henry's like, I'm going to go find work. And then by, like, noon, he's all set with a job for life. Yeah, think about how, like, when he's an actual adult, that's just going to mess him up. I know. Like, he's going to walk into a law firm or something be like, Mister, can I help you with those papers? Yeah. And they're going to send him away. <laughs> there is definitely... Okay, so when I was doing my research for this project that I did, they... Apparently, Henry eventually does go to college. <laughs> in the, like, later books. (laughs) What does he do? What is his life like? I don't know, but apparently it's, like, the Chronicle of Narnia. You just, like, get too old for the boxcar slash Narnia, so you can't come back. That's terrible. That's that's really sad, actually. (laughs) Can't go back to the boxcar. That was another thing, like, the... Books are not as climactic as I remember them being. No. 
like the payoff is never what you think it should be kind of yeah no it was just like this thing happened and then another thing happened and then another thing happened but there was like not really a plot well there are these like moments of suspense where they're like oh no something's wrong and then they're like let's just not think about it and something good will happen and then they're like get ice cream and that's the end of the book i have to give them credit though jesse specifically was pretty clever in like making everything that they needed for their little home (laughs) yeah well that was like i didn't realize reading them as a kid how the roles of like the man of the house and the woman of the house (laughs) were so very defined yeah definitely like Henry's like oh I'm gonna go get a job and make all the money and bring back food and then you take care of the house and clean (laughs) yes it was very heteronormative yeah and then there's Benny (laughs) it's just an idiot not helpful no I didn't realize though like when I was a kid how much Jessie was like actually the protagonist of like the first book like she's the one who like had all of her stuff together and like she was the one who's like when they talked about like people who like had like she was the only one who had like real feelings that they ever talked about like everybody else was just like there and it's like oh Benny's doing this Violet's doing this when she had good ideas for stuff too yeah you know like the whole let's go to the dump and find dishware I would have never thought of that also like who is throwing away all their dishware they found everything they needed at the dump like who just throws away like plates yeah I don't know well plates that haven't even broken yeah like (laughs) and I, I couldn't handle like how they spoke their dialogue was just not at all what children talk like it was very much like C spot run. Yeah, like, oh, Jesse, look at these blueberries. <laughs> they talked yeah. about, they said blueberries like 50 times. Yeah. Because that was probably one of the 600 words. Yeah, no, I, like, there was no, like, variation between, like, how Henry and Jesse and Violet spoke, and then, like, then Benny was just, like, an idiot child, so he got to talk like an idiot child, but then, there, like, there's, like, no differentiation between, like, all of the other children. Not at all. <laughs> well, and, like, Henry, at least, and Jesse should definitely have been old enough to structure their sentences yeah. in more interesting ways. I think ways. Henry was supposed to be, like, 15. <laughs> Henry runs in that race and then wins it. And I was like, how is this important to the story at all? I don't know. So we can show that he's good at running, even though he, like, wasn't even trying at the beginning. He was like, oh, I'm not going to try and get him be, like, just run and be the in last place, but then, like, miraculously get into first place because he's so good at running. The field day thing, it was really creepy. Like, when they introduced oh, their yeah. father, there was definitely a line that was like, James Henry Alden loved young boys. He liked to watch them run and jump or something like that. <laughs> so creepy. I remember thinking that too. Like, if anybody tried to set up something like that now, they'd be like, you like to, what? Um, that's creepy. <laughs> I love that, like, it was also even fat people and girls participated. 
It's ridiculous. I, I still don't understand why they thought their grandfather was mean. Yeah. Like, how did that even get in their heads? Like, yeah. there had to be some reason, and then they just completely forget about it Or at the end. <laughs> yeah. No, like, they give it, like, I think they say, like, oh, he didn't like our mother or something, but, like, they don't ever say who told them that or, like, why they have that idea. But, like, also, it is kind of suspicious that he, like, never came to see them for, like, a yeah. decade. I want to know. Does that ever get talked about later on at all like i don't remember the later books no i don't think so i think that grandpa alden has a dark secret in his past that's a book i would want to read <laughs> you're gonna write a prequel yeah boxcar grandpa no that doesn't sound great <laughs> also like does he have a wife i don't think they ever like mention his wife maybe he killed his wife what a plot twist. That's not their grandfather. <laughs> he just, like, happens to have the same name. Yeah, he's just an older man who has his own island. And <laughs> he likes to watch boys play. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, okay, so his name is James Henry, and Henry is Henry James. Like, why would their parents, like, name Henry after the grandfather unless he, like wasn't a despicable human being i just i didn't get that at all there's so and many the, holes and, well when the doctor guy's like oh i'm not gonna tell james alden that these are his grandkids that's when i was thinking like oh yeah he is a terrible person but then later he's like oh i just wanted them to have fun You're like, what? like go camping also the at the end like plot twist they're like watch is somebody else's dog <laughs> and then they go see the lady who Watch belongs to, and she's like, that's okay, I'll get another dog. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. Why was that in there? I know, at it was all. so unnecessary. I think she just, like, when she was writing that book, she took the most boring children and put them in the most happy, carefree universe and then had nothing happen and it took her 20 years to write 18 years to write that's ridiculous yep well and like you think the kids would have some sort of moment where they're like oh, oh i miss, miss my, my mom, mom and dad, dad. but, but they, they never, never have that no just no oh like... that actually like when i was rereading harry potter this is tangentially related but like they like talk about his parents all the time and then there but there are like occasionally some moments where he's just like I wish I had a parent and it's like just like the most gut punchingly like sad thing ever but I guess they didn't want to make the children who are reading the boxcar children too sad about like parental death yeah. well, well then maybe don't, don't make, make them, them orphans <laughs> yeah just be like we're running away from home for yeah then it's, it's like, like a fun, fun <laughs> or like sadistic grandpa could have just like dropped them off in the woods and been like survive see so I, I think, think that's, that's a much, much more interesting, interesting concept so did the boxcar children when you were younger like lead you into anything else like it was it the gateway to any other sort of like books or movies or something 
I remember reading like a bunch of the mystery books, like those series when I was younger, like Nancy Drew type things. And I think I got into that from Boxcar Children. They had all their mysteries. Yes, they did have a lot of mysteries. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't remember anything like totally inspiring me. You know. I guess it kind of got me into the it sounds like it got, got me into what? the violin. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do remember wanting to like play survival all the time. It just sounded like so much fun. Yeah, yeah, I definitely did that, but I don't know if it was inspired by the boxcar children. But it was definitely encouraging. That yeah, the, the boxcar box children, children could do it, you know? <laughs> you could survive in the wilderness. Yeah. Get things from the dump. Also, it was really convenient that there was a dump so close to their boxcar. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't I didn't understand why that anybody would abandon a boxcar in the middle of a wood. You're in the middle of the woods. If there was a track there. So what See, that's, that's the real, real mystery. And, and none, none of them, them ever questioned it. I know. And there wasn't already a homeless person living there. Like, I feel like that's prime real estate. Especially, like, yeah, you're, absolutely. you're right post-Great Depression. <laughs> Still people trying to get on their feet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, and I know that this isn't, isn't on the question at hand, but, but it really annoys me that Henry... Had all these, like, survival skills. When, like, how would he know how to build a fire? What was he building a fire with? Why did he know how to make a dam? Yes. How did he know to make a bed out of pine needles? Like, why would you even get that idea? Also, that doesn't seem comfortable. Because I would not think that. Yeah. It doesn't seem comfortable at all. But it really annoyed me. And I just kept thinking all the time that... They were, were going to drink, drink some water that was contaminated or something. <laughs> Eat some bad <laughs> mushrooms. Yeah. That, that, those were my thoughts. Reading them again. again. It's just like, how, how do these kids know anything about survival? Yeah, that's why I was just like, oh, they're just like the luckiest people in the world. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so my final question is, okay. would you recommend these books to a child and to an adult. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think I would to either. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm reluctant to say that because I do remember really liking them when I was little. Yeah. But at the same time, like, there are so many better books out there. Yeah. And especially because they have it's so old-fashioned in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Like, read the Magic Treehouse. They had real adventures. Yeah. yeah. I, I loved, loved those, those books. The Magic Treehouse. Yeah. <laughs> the dinos after They're... dark. Yes. Those are the best. So, yeah, yeah, I think, I think there's, there's just so many better, better options out there right, right now. Even though it's a classic. <laughs> You're going to dismiss this classic. Yeah, honestly. 
It's, I would say, say just forget about them at this point. point. <laughs> I, I might recommend them to like a six-year-old child, but definitely not an adult because who wants to waste their time reading about <laughs> their children? I read it in the bathtub with wine, yeah. so it made it worth it in the long run, I think. <laughs> I, guess I guess that, that would, would make it, it a little better, better probably. probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I would recommend it to a child and see if they like it. Thinking that maybe the, like, modern ones, because they're still coming out with boxcar children books, they might be a little less uh, heteronormative. But I wouldn't know because I haven't actually read any of them. Yeah, I kind of want to read one of the later ones to see if we see the dark history of Grandpa Yeah, what else goes on the boxcar children 150 even though these kids should be like 70 years old now because they like apparently they like place them in the modern world like they don't place them like back in 1942 or whatever so they have like cell phones and all that that's That's weird weird. yeah it feels like it's been corrupted i think think i'm gonna start a series of boxcar children books but it's kind of like boxcar children meets the golden girls and, and they're, they're still, still living, living together, together, but in, like, like a retirement home. <laughs> and they still, still go on adventures. So keep your eye out for Courtney's Boxcar Children fanfic going live on Tumblr yeah. sometime in the next <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's going to be great. great. It's, it's going to be big. Great. I wonder if there is Boxcar Children fanfic. I'm going to Google this. Hold on. I really hope there, there are. Fanfiction. <laughs> There's 23 stories on fanfiction.net, so not really. Well, somebody just found their new niche. I know. I'm going to get in on this. You're going to dominate the boxcar children fanfic market. Absolutely. Oh my god, this makes me want to read the Babysitter Club real bad. I never read the Babysitter Club. None of them. I remember really liking the books, and then I really liked the movie. But I don't remember anything else about them. Other than you like them. That's how I was about the Bachcar children, until I... Yeah. There's a fanfic called Jesse Reflects. I think I found what I'm going to be doing for, like, the next couple of days. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining me on this episode of Nostalgia Myalgia. Anytime. Thanks for slogging through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really took, took me 35 minutes. It actually took me longer than I thought it was going to. I think it only took me like 40 minutes, but like, I don't know. I was also drinking wine, so <laughs> who knows? Yeah, who Thanks again for tuning in to Nostalgia Myalgia. If you liked what you heard, head to MinervaMag.com for other awesome podcasts like Bardolatry and Novel Ideas, and make sure to follow us on Twitter at MagMinerva. Minerva.